Welcome to the Hyper Training Hornsby channel. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best you can be. We know you have the best in you and we're going to show you how. Now, let's get started. Alright guys, I'm here with my sister Gabrielle uh, for our podcast today. I chose to sit down with my sister basically because she's a bit of an inspiration to a lot of our members here at Hybrid. Um, she has been working her butt off through her, both pregnancies now and kept really consistent all the way through, uh, which is awesome to see. So please welcome Gabrielle. You can say Hi. <laughs> she's a bit nervous, doesn't know what she's doing, as do I. But basically, I think you have a lot of value to offer those listening and our members and basically just share your experiences through your pregnancies and how it was for you and uh, the benefits and that type of thing. So with Nixie, um, who is how old now? Two, just gone two and a half. Two and a half years old, yeah. So two and a half years ago, you fell pregnant and what were your, what was running through your head at that time? I'm pregnant. <laughs> Shit. Um, in terms of working out or yeah yeah or everything um, I was excited obviously um, it wasn't an accident we were trying for a baby um, I did know that when I fell pregnant I wanted to try and keep working out and staying fit um, for both myself and the health of my baby I guess um, yeah, it's just like I knew that that's what I wanted to do and also probably for my, because I like to work out for my mental health as well, so continuing to do that was a goal. I know you've been training for a few years prior to falling pregnant, were you worried how much it was going to affect you or how did, how did you take that? Um, Were you just nervous about exercising or? I, don't think I was because I just um, I think I'm pretty good at listening to my body I was more kind of like I had to not necessarily take everything that I read <laughs> like the gospel because there's a lot of stuff out there that might like might say oh you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that but it felt completely normal for me to do it so the stuff that I read was saying like, um, you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. But then if I was doing it, I felt totally, totally fine. Totally fine. And then when I started to feel that my body wasn't coping with certain exercises, then I would listen to my body and not do them. And how did you cope with the loss of performance or did you feel you lost performance? Because I know... You'd, as I said, you've worked really hard up until that point, so you've achieved some great things. Mentally, I know it's um, a bit hard to take when you see performance dropping. Yeah. How did you um, control that or deal with that? Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's happened again with Marlo. Like, um, obviously, you're not lifting as much weight and stuff throughout the pregnancy, and then you've kind of given birth and your body is slowly getting back to what it was but you can't 
it's basically like starting all over again. Um, but at least you've got the kind of muscle memory and um, technique already, so it is probably quicker than starting completely fresh, if that makes sense. But yes, it is annoying, but you just have to be accepting of what your body has achieved by giving birth and also um, accepting that it's going to take time. And do you feel it's about the same or different with the second one in terms of recovery and getting back to where you were or you're um, not at that stage yet? Or? No, I think it's probably like my body feels a bit more um, able this time because I think it had a lot to do with the labour. My first child, Nixie, was a really long, drawn-out labour. It went over three days. So, <laughs> so, and she was Pretty she impressive. came out with like a bruise on, like all over her head like that. So she was obviously like pushing down for quite a while, and so I felt like traumatised your body a bit. Yeah, it kind of, yeah. And he came out in one hour from start to finish. Yeah, so very different. So totally different. Um, and it's like my body feels like it's recovering quicker with with Milo. With Milo. Yeah. And in terms of both pregnancies, when you're training during the pregnancies, what exercises for people that maybe don't have access to a gym, uh, just training at home, did you feel? were quite good and useful and didn't cause disruptions. I know everyone's different, but for you personally, what, what exercises did you feel if you continue doing through the whole pregnancy or the majority of it at least? Um, I found like if I wasn't working out here, walking was a massive thing. Um, like it sounds like more walking, but it does help a lot and also after giving birth it's the one thing that you can do like straight away yeah. straight away um, like like a lot of the weight training you can well I found that I could still do but um, it just dropped off the closer I got to the due date term, yeah. and um, yeah it, like obviously in the beginning, like the first three months, I was fine doing um, like high impact exercises. But then, as I got bigger, I didn't feel comfortable doing it, and so I wouldn't do it like jumping, running, all that kind of stuff. I think it's important for the listeners to understand that Gabrielle was training prior to the pregnancy um, for how many years? For a few, three, four, three, <laughs> three, four years. So she was able to perform these exercises, whereas I wouldn't recommend that you go out there, I don't know if you agree, if that's in your experience, but to then start lifting weights after the pregnancy, it's, you're better off to start at a level where, you, where you're at. Um, Gab Gabrielle or others are able to do that in our gym that have had pregnancies because they've been training for years and got that foundation. I think that's really important to know. Um, on the flip side, what were exercises that you felt were the first to go or you didn't feel comfortable with? Um, surprisingly for both pregnancies, for me, the, one of the first exercises to 
drop was pull-ups. I don't know if that's like a normal thing. But I just felt like pulling up, like you've got to kind of brace your abs and stuff and I couldn't. Do you feel you had the control yeah. to do it? Yeah. And, and how I felt did you like it was like that? too much pressure on the pelvic Pelvic floor? <laughs> yeah. Pelvic floor. <laughs> so how did you do it? What, what exercise did you do instead? Um, well, I started using a band again, then band got thicker, thicker, and then um, as I got bigger, then I just started doing the ring row things, okay. which felt totally fine. Um, box jumps, I just started doing step ups, um, sit ups, what was I doing, so sit ups? Like you found them uncomfortable straight away? Not straight away, no, but as I got bigger. Yep. Um, and then like, things like deadlifts and stuff, I pretty much went down to just using a bar, really, so it was like, just moving, just moving, moving. joints, yeah. yeah. And did you find that beneficial or...? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's better than not doing anything. And was, how was your recovery in sleep during during and after the pregnancies, I guess? Well, how is it? Obviously, it's affected with the little one waking up and everything and breastfeeding. Strenuous on the body, but um, during the pregnancy as well, whilst um, training? I was fine. It actually probably helped with the sleep a lot, um, but I struggled a lot in the last three months with both of them with like really bad indigestion and just uncomfortable sleeping and stuff so did your training drop off then as well or I you were able to manage it slightly i i think i stopped training probably yeah. uh maybe six weeks or something before maybe well that was annoying we <laughs> finished the podcast and realized that the video had shut off after 10 minutes so if this one isn't good it's because it was nailed on the one beforehand it was you should have seen the it, was it was amazing there was some real real gold nuggets in that one now it actually was really good but uh, it is what it is and i'll continue on so i think we got up to that you're having trouble with indigestion during the pregnancy? Yep. Do. Oh, and on that note, thanks Marlo. <laughs> um, what what was your nutrition yeah. like over that period during the pregnancy? Oh boy. Oh, um, better. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was it Marlo? Speaking of indigestion. <laughs> indigestion, um, coming up, perfect timing. Uh, how was my... Nutrition, so what? how did you manage uh, Manage your weight, I guess, over the pregnancy. Um, have I already said my how much I put on and stuff? <laughs> well, you did, but uh, let's right. forget about that. Well, <laughs> I so basically, first few months I um, tried to eat as well as I could, um, but your body does some crazy things when you're pregnant, and I like things like salads and stuff I couldn't I didn't want to eat a salad I just eat like I had to have everything separated um, like, separate your foods out. yeah separate my foods out um, and also things like I really craved hot chips and vinegar 
salt and salty. And so yeah, I definitely didn't like have an amazing diet, but if I did eat badly for one meal, I'd better say like, okay, I'll have something um, healthier for dinner or whatever, try and do it like that. So you didn't have, when a complete blow up, but you yeah. did allow yourself to have those cravings. Yeah, exactly. Just to, to manage it all. And I think, yeah, I think, I mean, I think some people might use this as an excuse, like, oh, I'm pregnant, I, my body needs this. Like, and it probably does, yeah. but just yeah, be yeah. aware of how much of that stuff you're putting into your body, I guess. Yeah. Like, you can quickly blow out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, I think we're talking about how, how benefit, ex um, sorry, how exercise benefits you throughout the pregnancy and one of those benefits we mentioned was your ability to control your weight so I've known people to put on massive amounts of weights during the pregnancy and through both of, both of the you did an awesome job and um, managed to only put on what was it, 11 kilos you said yeah 10 to 11 kilos and it was three to four weeks yeah so I lost um, I was pretty much back to my um, pre-baby weight, pre-pregnancy weight, about two or three weeks after I gave birth. Um, but yeah, I did have massive night sweats for those two or three weeks. So it's just, I think I got rid of a lot of like um, fluid weight. Like my pajamas would be saturated, my bed would be saturated, I had to sleep on a towel. Um, so I think I kind of sweated it out a lot of the stuff. Um, and yeah, so I'd go back and then with both of um, both of the kids, I so lost the weight, and then when I started when my milk came in, I gained about two or three kilos again, which I um, have still got on. And I, with my first, I found that it didn't, I, it didn't go no matter what I did until I stopped breastfeeding. So, yeah. like, and they do say like, oh, when you start breastfeeding, all your weight goes, blah, blah, blah. And for me, it just wasn't the case. Like, I'm sure for some people, um, that is how you kind of lose a lot of the baby weight. But for me, it was the opposite. So I think my, because I do have quite, Big, big children. Um, I think my body needed to hold on to um, oh, fat to support, to support yeah. what they need. So, yeah. yeah. So, I think it's important to, if you are thinking about uh, falling pregnant or are pregnant, to continue exercise as much as you can. So, if you imagine putting on 30 or 40 kilos, or, and I've heard of people putting on quite a lot of weight over their pregnancies and the extra stress that that can place on the body just day to day it makes you like like it's very taxing on the body as it is and to carry extra load when it may not necessarily be necessary um, is, is a massive benefit of exercising and, and managing it as best you can um, I think 100% right you mentioned uh, nutrition and the cravings you've got to deal with that as best as you can everyone's again different and I think Overall, the, the whole pregnancy thing—it's it, important to to recognise that every everybody 
is different. Mm. Uh, we mentioned, I think, it's in the first segment that your your labors were very different. The first one was almost three days, and this one was very quick. And how that plays a role on the body and yeah, and your ability to return to exercise. Um, after exercise or getting back to the gym, um, what? How did you do that? You said earlier, I think it was walking. Yeah, so um, with Nixie, I was back at the gym after six weeks. And with Marlo, I was back at four weeks. Um, But in, like, that six-week kind of gap, I was doing a lot of walking and stuff. And I don't know if this, if I've, have I already talked about the anxiety stuff? <laughs> oh, I sorry, think so. Um, yeah, it helped a lot just getting out of the house. Um, um, but yeah, I wasn't trying to do anything too strenuous and stuff. And even when I started back at the gym or at hybrid, it's just doing stuff that you feel like you've really got to tell your body tell your body, tell yourself, like, I'm not, I'm just, this is going to take time and be okay with that because it, it will take time. You're not going to be able to come back and do what you used to be able to do. Um, like, say, there was something like rowing or something. It's just a matter of doing that really gradually. It's taking it easy. You're not competing with whoever else is at the gym because they haven't just had a kid and you have. And... Yeah, you're not going to be keeping up with those people and you probably won't for a while. Yeah, I think uh, you mentioned it took maybe about a year to come back to, yeah. to feeling where you... Six to seven months I was feeling pretty good and then, but it wasn't until I stopped breastfeeding um, and I fed for a year that I felt totally back to my normal self. Um, yeah, I don't, like... I don't know why and maybe some people feel differently but for me breastfeeding took a lot of energy and obviously just being a mum and learning and not sleeping and all that kind of stuff um so yeah a full year to feel back to what I like and even in that because I didn't have the energy in that year it's kind of like almost like a year until you can start trying push to, to push yourself to what you were doing. So it's a long process. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but to be okay with that and to allow that space. Yeah. Um, you've obviously done an awesome job, which is one of the reasons we have you in today of continuing to exercise with kids. I know parenthood's very difficult. Um, how have you made, made have you made that possible? I guess. <laughs> it's just Jeez. hitting his fingers. Um, sorry. How have you made it possible to continue exercising now with two kids? You mentioned before the importance of creating that time. Um, remember before I had Nixie, my first kid, um, and in the first couple of months of pregnancy, I made. A pact with myself that I would try my best to make my kids work around my life rather than the other way around. I know that sounds terrible, but 
um, it just allowed me to have an hour um, to do something that was important to me. It was kind of like a, an hour of me time was coming to the gym and it helped massively that um, where I was exercising here, Ben and Paul would kind of be really supportive if my babies were crying, they'd pick them up or one of the members would try and pick them up and settle them just so I could finish my workout. Um, and it helped a lot with um, mentally going, like going to be able to like, okay, I've done my, I, oh, I would always try and do the morning class. So um, it allowed me to like say, okay, I've done my hour. I've had my time. The rest of the day is for you guys. Like I can kind of mentally um, feel better about about everything with my kids basically like because I wasn't going oh I, was, I just wish I had a minute to myself because I would always try and get here nine o'clock do it and then the rest of the day is for, is for, them, is for them so yeah and I was saying as an outsider looking in on, on parents I see it seems that a lot of parents particularly women are such carers and nurturers that they want to put their kids first and, and of course you do but often at the sacrifice of their own mental health um, and realizing that by looking after yourself and giving yourself that hour it actually fills your own cup and allows you to be a better wife a better a parent um, and can increase your your patience and I guess mental stability over the day yeah um, and it's like um, it is hard it's definitely like there are days where it's really difficult to get out of the house but I was just like I'm just doing it like this is one thing that I'm going to get done today and also I thought I think it's good for me personally is to get out of the house and be around people especially when you're on maternity leave and you feel like you're, you're stuck in the house all day and your baby won't stop crying it just kind of <laughs> gives you that separation like okay there's life outside, outside yeah. of the house type of thing and talking to people and stuff like that is, was really helpful for me but um, yeah. you, you mentioned making a pact and I think that I know it's really valuable for you because you're a keen exerciser four to five years prior to falling pregnant but for maybe those that are listening that aren't exercises as such I think it's important to realise that the benefits of even if you're starting small or giving yourself an hour to go for a walk um, after the baby because because of all the benefits that it can give and like I said all those benefits of getting outside creating some space meeting people or talking to people getting support when you need it outside of the benefits of exercise alone there's a lot mm. a lot of value there um, and also realizing that it, it won't happen unless on a line in the sand as such that it has to happen mm. um, because yeah, babies are often so demanding so it's a full-time job yeah um, I guess we'll try try wrap it up but what is there anything else you through your experiences that you feel is valuable to to give to those thinking about getting pregnant or having a child or have had a child and uh, thinking about getting exercising or 
Um, I think, like, don't let anyone tell you how it's going to be. Um, you need to decide for yourself how you want, how you want to do it, I guess. Like, um, you know, you'll hear people say, oh, you won't have any time to exercise or you won't have any time for yourself. And you don't. You don't have anywhere near as much time for yourself. Um, but you can make it happen. Like I, um, I would bring my kids to the gym, um, and they just have to wait. <laughs> it is ways around, I guess. Yeah, and also like I mean, there's places out there that have crashes um, and things like that, so you can do it. But you don't even have to go to a gym, just like getting out of the house, I think is massively important. And if you can do it, get out of the house while exercising, I think even better. Yeah, even better. I think we mentioned there's a lot of conflicting information out there. Um, for me as a trainer, I think it's really important to get advice and from an expert. Um, if you are concerned or unsure, um, particularly advice from someone that exercises themselves that are on your level that understand the importance of that and the role it plays in your life. Mm. Often you get different differing opinions uh, from experts that aren't necessarily in the field or will tell you information that doesn't align with you. Yeah. So often they don't understand that value to you yeah. and that can be frustrating. Um, you've, you met up with um, the physio afterwards as well. Yeah. Um, pelvic floor issues is a is a really common issue. Um, don't shy away from it, guys. Speak up. I think it's about seventy percent of women at some stage will have some some sort of pelvic floor issue. So you're not alone. It's not nothing to be embarrassed about or anything like that. Just speak up, address it early, get the assessment. Yeah. Um, did you find that beneficial? Yeah. So I went to two different women's physios with Nick. So I went to one and was told you shouldn't be lifting weights at all like basically all the stuff that I was doing she's like you need to stop doing that blah 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 which was fine but I in myself felt like why <laughs> I'm not feeling any discomfort um, my pelvic floor seems to be turning on when I'm doing these exercises why can't I do them um, so I did back off a bit, um, but then with Marlo, I went to a different physio who does similar kind of exercise to what I do, and the advice was completely different, and she's like, if anything, your pelvic floor's too switched on, so, like, yeah, so if you feel comfortable, like, she's like, I'm totally happy for you to be like putting more weights on and things like that. So it's just a very different um, different advice that I got from two different physios. So, yeah. Yeah, at that time, I think it's really important because you're already in a fragile state of mind, I guess, because you've lost so much of your previous self yeah. in terms of physicality and to be told certain things can really bring you down or not. Mm. Um, and I think it's really important or try to be strong, have support around you, and um, yeah, so get, get advice from professionals that it, uh, you're aligned with, I guess. Mm. Um, there's, there's always ways 
make things work for you. Yeah. Anyway, I'll wrap it up. But thank you so much for, like I said, being an inspiration to everyone here at the gym and others that are training and listening. Um, it's awesome to see and you encourage others to exercise during their pregnancy and after and how, how you're doing such an awesome job of managing it. I know it's very difficult, but you do an awesome job. We've yeah. had some awesome, uh, had a four or five pregnancies run through this gym and people, one that stands out massively is Michelle, who was um, right up until the very end. Mm-hmm. It, was even, it was amazing, the coaches and everyone here. So it can be done, guys. It's, it's just got to make a choice to stick with it, get the right advice. Um, and happy parenting. <laughs> so thanks for listening, guys. Uh, catch you on the next podcast. Uh, if you've got the time, we'd love uh, you to leave a, a five-star review or follow us. That really uh, help us spread the word, spread um, what we're trying to do here, which is educate people uh, in the area and, and those outside of the area and help them, I guess, enjoy the benefits of exercise. So thank you. Thanks for listening. See ya. Hey guys, really hope you enjoyed that podcast. There's a lot of uh, valuable information there. If you'd like a bit more guidance around this area, we've put together this awesome uh, resource for you guys. All you need to do is just uh, contact us via Facebook or shoot us an email and we'd be more than happy to send that out to you. Have a great day, guys. And that's a wrap for this week's podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope to catch you on our next one. If you like what you hear, make sure you give us a five-star review and share this with someone who you think it can help. Make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram for more content on everything health and fitness.